From the south of this clearing, the drums get louder, and you, through the the fog of, of spores, see a number of figures that become clearer as they move towards you. Emerging from the the roots of this tree, uh, from a, a, a gap between this world and another, uh, with soft white hair covering its body, a golden flowing mane, and a spiraling, shining horn, a unicorn appears next to you. And now, we continue. Well, no, I think Ben might have a unicorn. I don't know if you get a unicorn. I have a unicorn. <laughs> okay, cool. I have a unicorn. Christmas, Ben. It is a large, celestial, lawful good creature. Okay. What? 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 What happens? <laughs> yeah. Hey, ben. What just- does happen? Um. <laughs> hey, Ben. You got a birthday present. Yeah. It's a unicorn. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> I have to look, I have to like I have to check something. Hang on one second. Cause I mean DD unicorns are kind of terrifying. Um Are they? Is this a deeply wrong unicorn? No no, as in like They can do a whole bunch of cool stuff? <gasps> they can do a they whole bunch of cool a, stuff. Oh my they can god, do, they can do a whole bunch of cool stuff. They have they can do a lot of cool stuff. They can do a lot of cool stuff. Um, yeah, a, uni- a unicorn is a legendary creature. Actually, I take it back, Joe. Merry Christmas! You got a unicorn. <laughs> no, no. I have a unicorn. <laughs> it's a lawful good I unicorn. To... We're good. Yeah, it's a lawful good creature. Like it is pure. I was not. Ben didn't look in detail at the particular specificity of the magic table he was rolling on. <laughs> now has put himself in a position where he has to deal with a lawful good. I don't think I can talk to it though. Do you speak celestial, elven, or elvish, or silver? No. It's all. Hang on, unicorns are telepathic. To sixty yes. feet. Yes. Telepathy, sixty feet. But I. You can't talk to it, but it can talk does... to you. <laughs> it can also yes. technically talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Up the <Yeah>. tree. <laughs> I just just g- give me a moment to read through all of these abilities. <laughs> oh my god, some of these are great. Some of these are so cool. <gasps> I know. Yeah, I'm just reading through the stat blocks. Okay. Last one in the action section, though. Mm. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Also, yes, people, you can go and look this up if this decides to stay in the edit. Please go. Yeah. Go enjoy what we are currently going through in enjoying all of the stats of <laughs> a unicorn. 
Okay, the unicorn is going to cast Detect Good and Evil, which lasts for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. But it can do it at will, so it just, just always is going to have it active. It knows if there are any aberrations, celestial, elemental, fey, fiend, or undead within 30 feet. As uh, It also knows if a place or object within 30 feet of it has been magically consecrated or desecrated. It can penetrate barriers, but is blocked by one foot of stone, an inch of metal, or three feet of wood or dirt. Uh-oh. Okay. What is it going to so do with it, my warlockiness? It knows if you... Okay. What does desecration cool. technically counter? So if something has been magically consecrated or desecrated... Yeah. Uh, this area has been desecrated. So it's gonna get made. It's more, did my destruction of the altar count as desecration is what I was trying to work out. Oh, uh, I see. Probably not. Uh, that's it's not evil. Probably not. I, th- I think the damage was done before you were here. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's going to move 30 feet no, it moves 25 feet because it's still within this, this area. And it moves to the edge of the circle just next to that stone. And I'm going to place it at the end of Meredith's initiative. And it's glaring magnificently. It's glaring magnificently at mm. just all the things that are wrong with this area. Did I end up getting Aldman's attention? I think the unicorn got uh, Aldman's attention. <laughs> moment, momentarily, he, he heard your voice and turned to look at you. Then a unicorn appeared next to you. Yeah, and I that think Meredith probably got a little attention. distracted as well. And she's just like looking at yes. the unicorn going, like with her face, just like astonished. Yeah. It's literally <laughs> oh, wonderful. Confused. It's full of wonder. Yeah, but also very confused. <laughs> Archers are going to do a thing now. Uh, they're going to shoot at this... Two of them are going to shoot at this wooden warrior thing. Ooh, one of them hits. Two of them hit, okay. Nice, go archers. So they fire arrows into it. Um, the other two archers have an unobstructed view of Philodes cowering behind that altar. Somehow one of them just rolls terribly, and the other one rolls not great either. Ben, sorry. Can I move up another ten feet as well? I forgot to ask. Yes, you can. Cool, great. So you are now 60 feet away and uh, five feet from the edge of this circle of tree wild magic. So next turn, you can decide if you want to move out of the circle before doing spells. Is that... Because wild magic happens when you're inside of it. Is it like out of the frying pan and into the, fr- into the fire, though? That's the question. Well, it's like, do I want? Do you want to roll the dice and see if magic helps you or not? Currently, you have a unicorn for a minute. <laughs> Currently, I have a unicorn for a minute. <laughs> I was gonna say. So, which basically means currently Ben has a unicorn anyway, for sorry. ten rounds. <laughs> yeah. Continue. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah. Um. Okay. The wooden warrior is going to attack this morel warrior in front of him. It does not roll well. It does not roll well twice. <laughs> so a big club comes in, and it just misses twice. But the arrows that are sticking out, that were sticking out of its shoulders, like pop out and fall to the ground as the, the wood seems to heal itself. The druids of Morel, what are they going to do? They, yeah, all four of them are going to produce flames in their hands and uh, throw them at this guy that's running towards them. Miss, miss, hit, miss. They're not particularly adept at throwing the fire. But one of them does, and does 
7 points of fire damage against this guy. And the other ones, the, well they all missed, but they threw fire. The ground is... Is it green shrub? Is it green, green or is it bra- like brown? Uh, it's, it's green. It's just because this fire doesn't mean it can Yeah. It's just... It'll, it'll, it'll like sizzle, but it's not going to do any damage. It's not going to like cause a, a forest fire. Um, Harold. So, seeing all of this, uh, the the Flodius is still in cover from my point of view, though, right? Yes. Yes. Um, how far would I have to kite around the edge of the circle to? You could run into the open and go thirty feet due west. At which point, he would not have cover from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it would. But to get that same benefit, you would need to travel. 45 feet like around the circle and then you would be like you're, I mean you're currently 75 you're currently yeah 75 feet from him right I think then what I'm going to do instead is stay where I am but cast uh, Orion in hawk form uh, second, le- second level stat block and mm-hmm. uh, I can cast that up to 90 feet away from me uh, so I'll cast it as close to them as I can and just have Orion come and attack him. So what does that look like as you cast it? So yeah, basically like seeing that Philodius is now in cover, I spin up my um, constellation sphere until the, the sign of the hawk like lights up and like like a hologram beaming from, from the, the globe, the, the hawk just sort of like hologram appears um, you know, like 60 feet out from me, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then... And then swoops in. Dives, yeah. So takes a attack. Um, Roll two hits. Oh, it's not great. That's seven plus six. I think that's 13. Uh, no, that misses. That'll, that'll like scratch on his armor. Yeah. But not... But then um, uh, the, the hawk will use the flyby ability to fly off without provoking yep. uh, an attack of opportunity on that one. Okay. Do you move? Uh, no, I'll stay where I am, actually, for now. Okay. Um, it is Flodius' turn. Um, the, the battlefield has changed yeah. since he last since it last did something. Um, there is a unicorn here. And a fog cloud behind it, so it probably looks majestic. <laughs> Dark, crackling energy washes from his hands out towards this unicorn. Potentially doesn't see any of this, but the rest of you see that the mushrooms and fungus on the ground around the unicorn shrivel and decay. The unicorn has to make a constitution saving throw, which it succeeds. So this blight spell mm. is only going to take half damage from it, uh, but all the plants just die around it. Mm. Uh, so the unicorn takes 20 points of necrotic damage. I'm just checking if the unicorn has any resistances to necrotic damage. Nope. Okay. Unicorn takes 20 points of necrotic damage, uh, but it's it's okay. And seeing that this whole situation is a, a bad bad time. Yeah. So Felodius is going to like outstretch their arms with their hands facing down, and they in one swift motion grab the air and lift up and all of the the mushrooms all of the fungus around you 
ripples and shakes. And everybody needs to make a constitution saving throw. Close enough to the mushrooms to make that worth me doing, because I'm, I'm up in a tree. Uh, you're fine. 19! Everyone but Potentia. Because <laughs> Potentia's dealing with her own inability to do anything. Mm, seven. Oh no, Harold. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. So, everyone who passed the check, which is a DC 15 constitution saving throw, is going to take five points of poison damage. Oof. Everyone who failed is going to take ten points of poison damage. Cool. Uh, now I have to roll for all these people. Why do I do this to myself? Alduin takes ten points of poison damage. Uh, the unicorn uh, has magic resistance, but this isn't a magical effect. The unicorn takes ten points of poison damage. Uh, the archers collectively roll for them. They take 10 points of poison damage. Oh, there is so much poison damage. <laughs> uh, all the druids take 10 points of poison damage. No! Juniper takes 10 points of poison damage. God, all Okay, all of the druids, all of the people that Felodius has brought with them, they all die. What? All, all of the, like, the 10 people that Felodius brought with him they all take 10 points of poison damage. Oh, sweet. They all die. Technically it's not 10, technically it's 9 because one of them fucked off. But anyway. <laughs> but they they're all they're all gone. They're all dead. Yeah. They're all dead regardless. Um yeah, they're all dead. They all die. How's Aldwin? Uh Aldwin's he's he's not looking great. He's alive. I need to work out how many of these people died within 30 feet of Felodius. There was those not two many, who were asleep. Because they weren't there were some on the edge of the circle. Yeah, How's the unicorn doing? Unicorn started with like 70 health. It's oh, okay. Right. Unicorn's fine. Okay, great. Good. Just wanted to check. One, two, three, four, five. And also, five poison, of the doesn't people... it have poison resistance? Doesn't a unicorn have poison resistance? Uh, the unicorn has uh, magic resistance. Damage so immunity? Gets... The oh, stat book no. I'm looking at says damage immunity is poison, condition immunity is charm, oh. paralyzed. Then here we go. Damage, damage immunity, poison. It takes none of that poison damage. It did take the necrotic. Took the necrotic, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's immune to poisons. Um, there are five people within thirty feet of Philodius when he cast this. There's a built with this this layer action. As they die, he's going to gain one d10 temporary hit points for each of those five as he absorbs their life energy. Uh, you see this like magic, this life energy get ripped out of these these followers of him. Uh, and surround and like invigorate him from somewhere around where Meredith is you hear oh come on uh and the unicorn right there it's just on that he's gonna move 30 feet away he's gonna try and escape which direction does he go uh straight south away from us I was getting so close too he sees the way the winds are turning and he doesn't want to be there <laughs> he's an intelligent enemy Juniper she's gonna cast healing on herself she needs it. All of Felodius' druids are dead, so I'm going to cross them off my list. The warriors are going to attack the tree guy. They attack the tree guy. They do a little, little bit of damage to the tree guy. Potentia. Yeah. Um, you can't see. No, can I please try to, like... Because like, the only thing I probably can tell where is is the branch that's like I'm on. Mm-hmm. So can mm-hmm. I dro- try and drop off that? So, like, grabbing onto it, dropping underneath it, dropping down? Because it's... Like, I need to get out of the cloud, basically. Yes. Um, so, I don't know what you want me to roll for that, or whether that's just movement to get down and then, like... Let's do... 
acrobatics to try and like get out of this this fog cloud without like breaking your ankle as you go down because you can't see where you're going. Okay, well I'm gonna use the inspiration that I have from something. God mm-hmm. knows when I picked up that, but I did. Um, to do that at advantage because it's important. Okay, to yeah, get out. Oh, yeah, call it a, call it a dexterity saving throw. Uh, well, I rolled a nat 1 and a 14 plus 3 is 17. Okay, yes. You, uh, like, tumble out of the tree, landing in a way that doesn't break your ankles. Yeah. <laughs> on the uneven surface. Uh, you're still somewhat in the fog. I, my, my, my request is I want to get myself out of the fog. That is, like, the core element uh, of this. You'll need to, like, take a five-foot step, and then you can get out of the fog. That, please. Um... Does that count as my action, getting down, or is that my movement? That's your movement. Great. What I would then... Get your butt out of the fog. ...like to do. If I'm out of the fog now, how far am I from Felodius? 70 feet. Great. How does he look? Oh, he just got a bunch of hit points back, hey? He's got a a bunch of temporary hit points back, so he's looking... Was he bloodied? Yes. Yeah. He was. I would have have seen what happened to my shatter before the fog cloud kicked in, so I guess the question is, what was he like then? Um, the shatter, he, he didn't look good after the shatter. Okay. Uh, and actually, now that you've gotten out of the fog cloud, you can see how the the lines from your shatter on that Ow. altar, like, were magnified and, like, spread, like, splayed out afterwards. Yeah. Um, what I would like to do, please, is, uh, firebolt at him, please. Okay. So that's... Uh, rolled. Uh, rolled 17 hits. plus 6. That hits. Cool, so it's 2d10's worth of um, fire damage. Mm-hmm. Damage. 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 Uh, 12 points of burning. 12 points of burning? A flammable object hit by the spell ignites if it's not being worn or carried, so I don't know if it, like... No, he, he is carrying and wearing the things he has. Right. Yeah, am I still too close to the tree? Yeah, you're still gonna you're still provoking <laughs> wild magic, so roll a D hundred for me. Seventy one. Is oh. this a good or a bad thing? The magic blows through you once more and you feel yourself emboldened by the magic as it weaves itself around you and you gain resistance to all damage for the next minute. Yeah. Um, can I just like casually yell after him and just like, you can't run, you can you can run, but you can't hide. Um, he has, he has respond. He's also now, you know, ideally that smouldering back of, of yeah of cape would be great. Uh, Alduin, what are you going to do? You are not in a good situation, but you also are so out of your depth. I think Alduin just going to run in the opposite direction of all of these people. That's not necessarily a bad choice. Um, they, so Alvin just like runs towards the edge, running west. They just run west. Alvin runs west 30 feet, and then he runs, takes the dash action and he runs another 30 feet. Alvin runs 60 feet west, trying to get away from all of this thing. He is getting closer to the edge of the, the clearing. Meredith! Um, I'm going to dash. So move and then dash? Yep, so I'm going to get into the out of the terrain, rough terrain, onto the circle, and then I'm going to book it after Felodius. 
Okay. Because like I can do basically nothing, so I'm just gonna run. Spend your Will whole I get moving. within sixty feet of him? Uh, yes. Yeah. Great. Cool. That's all I want to know. How far away am I now? You were ninety. It takes it takes ten to get out of the rough terrain. So fifty. Yes. You're fifty feet away. Give or take. All right. Unicorn. The unicorn moves fifty feet and is now next to next to Felodius. Guess it's gonna try a horn attack. So it just charges at him with its horn. Horn is 1d8 plus 4. So it does 8 points of piercing damage. Because it ran 20 feet in a straight line towards a target, it deals an additional 2d8 piercing. Cause Uh Which is an additional 13 points of piercing damage. So that's. Um, all that temporary HP is gone. Hmm. Then it is going to attempt to uh, hit him with the hooves after the the charge there. Oh wait, no, sorry. If the target is a creature, it must succeed with the horn attack charge. It must succeed in the DC 15 strength saving throw or be knocked prone after being gored by that horn. Oh dear. Succeeds. Uh, so then the hooves coming in. The hooves hit. The hooves do two D6 plus four. 14 points of damage. Um... He is not good. He is very... Philodius is very close to death. Uh, and the unicorn... Probably not gonna pull its... It's not pulling uh, punches. Attacks. Not gonna pull punches. Um, the archer's turn. Uh, well, two of them are gonna fire at the wooden warrior. Miss. Miss. Two of them are gonna fire at Philodius. Hit. Uh, miss. Oh, okay. Six damage for that archer. That archer really, like, lines up that shot. Let's loose. Does six points of damage to Felodius. Felodius barely hanging on. Uh, the unicorn can take three, le- three legendary actions between turns. Oh my god. <laughs> One of those legendary actions is a hoof attack. So, uh, I'm gonna do that. That hits, which is another 2d6 plus 4. As the unicorn rears back, its hooves come down and just crush Felodius. And the weight of the unicorn continues as it, like, stomps him onto the ground. Ouch. Uh, Felodius is down. Hmm. Dead. Death saving throws. The wooden warrior, seeing what's happening, is going to turn around and run towards the unicorn and Felodius, which provokes an attack from this warrior, who does nothing. Druids and Morel are just, they're gonna move forward. Harold, what do you do? Um, mm, so this, this fight is basically over. Yeah. Um, so the, the wood warrior is, looks like he's going over to protect Felodius, right? Yes. Um, yeah, I'll send a guiding bolt towards the wood warrior, I guess. Just all right. Roll to hit. Uh, I think that's my last freebie for the day. Uh, guiding bolt. Um, uh, Fifteen. Fifteen does not hit. Mm. This thing's a pretty pretty good AC. Mm. Uh, do you do anything else? Um, I mean, at this point, I'll probably come forward from where I was sort of positioned, just to sort of consolidate our position I suppose with the rest of the the group 
I am going to make a check for this unicorn. This unicorn has been summoned into a place of nature that has been terribly desecrated. And then attacked with the light. A necrotic damage spell. The source of that attack is laying on the ground in front of it. And as I said earlier, it has detect evil and good at will. So it knows what this alignment this guy is. Mm. Gonna use a legendary action. Hooves. Hits, uh, which is two failed death saving throws. Mm. Then it's Felodius' turn, and he has to make a death saving throw. Oh, he passes. Still alive, but not by much. Uh, Juniper is going to move up, line up, like coming up next to you, Harold. Mm. The warriors are going to uh, move towards this wooden warrior, but don't get up to it. Potentia. Um, I am going to use... Did you say it speaks Elvish, the unicorn? Yeah, you would know that in Elvish, and a unicorn probably speaks Elvish. Did we establish that it can't be charmed? It can't be charmed because it's a unicorn. Um, okay. I am going to message the unicorn in Elvish and just say, Don't kill him. We don't know how this happened if he's dead. And we may never if we can't talk to him. Like, I don't want the unicorn to just stomp him to death. She's not exactly a I like people dying elf. Give me a persuasion roll. Persuasion? Yeah, persuasion. Fourteen plus four? Eighteen? The unicorn is swayed by your words. Uh, I'm going to move up towards it as well, my 30 feet. Uh, the unicorn responds, This man is on the brink of death. I can't message back because I'm... Food will decide if he lives or dies now. Uh, and... That's my turn. That's what, that's what unicorn does. Um, Alduin. He, uh, he keeps running. He's just... He doesn't want to be here. There's a, the, the bad things are happening. He's not looking back. He's just running into the woods. Alpen gets to the edge of the clearing. Meredith. We spent a whole bunch of time right at the very beginning going, I'm not super jazzed about going to kill someone. I'm going to run up to where Felodius is. So you're gonna, He's almost yep. dead. So you, yeah. He needs to answer for his crimes. Uh, he is one failed death saving throw from death. Any damage cool. he takes will kill him. Alright, so... You also don't know the unicorn has been has had this conversation with Potentia. Although it has probably okay. looked at me rather than... Um, I'm just going to run up and just be like, Don't kill him! Don't! 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 Uh, give me a persuasion at disadvantage. Because you don't speak the same language, but I guess it can understand... I mean, it has telepathy. But it's telepathy only it understands... Telepathy's... So I got 20. Not a natural 20. Math's 20. Okay. And yes, that's a disadvantage. Uh, okay, telepathic... Is in a language that you know. It can telepathically communicate un- with you, but you can't communicate telepathically with it unless you have telepathy. Uh, no, you speak tele- tele- telepathically to any creature you can. Uh, but it's not trying to speak. Telepathic are in a language you know. The creature understands you only if it knows that language. Okay. So, 
you using body language attempt to say don't don't kill him and the unicorn appears to no longer be hostile towards this individual on the ground Polodius. Meredith is just like sags and goes oh oh boy the unicorn's turn Potentia mm-hmm. the unicorn moves towards you mm-hmm. and you hear its voice in your mind this is a foul place that's being corrupted by alien tensions and dark magics can I respond? Yeah, it's, it's speaking telepathy, telepathically to you. I know, and my friends, and I'm going to indicate with my hand towards Brother Morel, want to try and change that. Good. I do not know why I was brought here, but it seems my task is done. And the unicorn is going to magically teleport itself a mile away. The unicorn just, like, disappears. Please tell itself to, like, somewhere where there's suddenly a whole bunch of people, like the middle of a pub, <laughs> or, like, the middle of the street, <laughs> just so that people freak out. It feels safe. Uh, it needs to be a location that it's familiar with. So, like, a pet store? Or, like, or like the, zoologic, the zoology department? <laughs> like, I don't know what's within a mile, but, you know... Uh, probably just like the fields outside of Ferromustus. Frank. Just Frank. It's only it's only here for another yeah thirty seconds or something yeah. before it disappears. Meredith is going to look up at Potentia and make eye contact and just go. Do you reckon at some point we'll have a normal day? What's normal? I genuinely don't know anymore. That was a unicorn. Uh, the wooden warrior runs up towards you, Meredith. <laughs> I'm going to turn around and I'm going to cast Hellish Rebuke because she's done. She turns around and she goes, stop. Okay. Uh, can you do that? Was a reaction. Is that a reaction? Yeah, but I'm like reacting to it coming up. Yeah, to but me. it's Does a reaction. Count? Like it's you take in response oh, to being damaged yeah. by something within 60 feet. Yeah. Of you. I mean, this thing is moving to attack you. See, this is what... Um, you going to let it bump for you is first? Is there wriggle room, DM? I mean, it's... Is there wriggle room? So, here's the thing. You can either yell at it to try and get it to stop, or you can let it hit you and then do Hellish Rebuke. No, I'm just going to cast Witch Bolt. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you can't cast Witch Bolt because you took your whole move... You took your oh, whole turn to move here, get to the get to the guy, and, st- and start tying him up. And talk to the... And, like, convince the unicorn not if to attack him. If he hits you, you can Hellish Rebuke him, though, and then he... If it hits you, you can Hellish Rebuke it. Yeah, okay, so I'm going to turn around just as it gets to me. Yeah, just as it runs up towards you with its big magic club. Yeah, go. So that's a 19 to hit you. Mm-hmm, yes, it hits. And then the seven, and then the second attack uh, is a 23. Mm-hmm. The first right. attack does 15 points of bludgeoning damage. Hang on, Bam. Hang on. Wait, Does wait. she get to Hellish Rebuke after the first attack? Because it's a reaction. Yes, she does. Yeah. So the first attack comes in. So that was 15. 15 points of damage as this club comes in and whap. Yeah, so she gets, like, whacked around the face and then you see her, like, see red and she turns around and, like, her entire face just changes, right? Like, it it flashes with, like, this, 
you know, sort of red demonic like <laughs> kind of thing. Um, and she just looks at the the wooden creature and just goes, no. <laughs> and it's like this like really discordant sort of guttural sound coming from this teeny tiny, um, teeny tiny little thing. Um, I'm reading it's about Hellish Rebuke. It fails the saving throw. <laughs> so it's going to take... 2d10 fire damage? No. Oh, no, no, no. 4d10. She's mad. Uh, 15. Okay. Um, It's uh, weak to fire damage. It's vulnerable to fire damage. So that is 30 fire damage. It is currently... as like, yeah, you like wreathe it in fire as you attack it. Um, It's still going to come in for that second attack, though. Oh, man, I didn't get it. I mean, you hit it. It doesn't die. But it's... It, it is, is no longer regenerating. Amaze. Alright. Uh, the second attack comes in and hits you for 13 points of bludgeoning damage. You hear as she's just like, Ah! One normal day! <laughs> That's all I want! Um, the archers are going to shoot at it. Hit. 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 Oh my gosh. Miss. Okay. Go so suddenly archers. the archers are like, Oh, big flamey wood guy. We can hit that target. Um, alright, they deal damage to it and it's not going to be regenerating, so that's this is going, this is going to turn this fight very quickly now um, who would have thought, big wood creature hit it with fire, then the druids of Morel and Morel move up and they're going to, sh- they've got produced flame so, more flaming attacks miss, flame, flame, flame. miss oh my gosh, miss miss, roll, okay, Morel what are you doing, Morel? Raven enfeeblement. Saving throw from... It fails. It is enfeebled. A beam of energy springs from the fingertip towards the, the wooden creature. Until the spell ends, which is concentration up to a minute, the target is only going to be able to deal half damage with its weapon attacks. As he adds the... As it's enfeebled. What are you doing, Harold? Um... How far am I now, having run in... You are 80 feet away. Oh, that's a lot. Um, Alright, I'll have the hawk do an attack on the, the wood thing. Uh, 17. Uh, no, not enough. Um, mm. Despite being on fire, it is still heavily armoured. Mm. Um, but then how would you move up? Is that what you do? Yeah, and I guess what I'll do is I'll cast Guiding Bolt uh, at... Uh, Stuff at third level. Let's go. All right. That's this is like 20, this is the boss fight. Twenty the, to hit. That hits. All right. Let's go. That's uh, thirty-two radiant damage. Whoa. Get him. Get him. Um, uh, that's it. Harold, I want this to die. <laughs> yeah. So basically, Harold's just like looking around and like seeing everything that's happened and just with the last sort of like vestige of energy he has left for the day it's just like ah uh, just like literally whips the the um the the, the the constellation orb around and the the bolt just flies true and it literally for a second just like it almost looks like crackles as like stars like swirl around the creature and then just sort of all into one like as if like it the creature just suddenly absorbs all the stars and lights up and then just boom, just falls over away from Meredith. <laughs> the the magic 
animating this this tree creature uh, dissipates from its body and it falls apart as a collection of of wood and and tree matter no longer this animated wooden warrior yo so 66 right for a third level guiding bolt I rolled a 6, a 5, a 5, a 6, a 5, and a 5. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yes. Um, all right, so. I, yeah, I, if I have time, would like to do a stabilization check. After your turn, it's full of I understand, turn. yeah. He, because of the unicorn, he's on two death saving throw, two death failed saves, and one successful. Yeah. If I roll below a 10. Yeah. He dies. Yeah. Five. He's done. Fate takes him. Mm. And he dies. So, Meredith has the person next to Flodius. You see just for a moment, his eyes like snap open and he, he looks at you. And there's a tear and then a scowl. And then he breathes his last breath and dies. You kind of see Meredith's shoulders sag and then she just like flops down onto the ground defeated but also they tried I think she feels pretty okay about that Potentia's gonna walk up to Morel assuming we're out of initiative yeah we're out of initiative now the combat is over Philodius is dead it doesn't always mean we're out of initiative though (laughs) that's true Philodius is dead the wooden warrior that uh, was bound to him is destroyed the Ten inner circle that Flodius kept around him, they're all dead. Alwyn is um, running into the woods. Someone might need to kept, might need to go after him, but Ah, he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> he'll 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 find his way out eventually, probably. <laughs> Morale kind of like takes in the scene. We all made it. I told that unicorn that you were going to fix this. I hope I was and- right. She's not happy that that Philodius has died. So she, but it's like a, so you, it is now your job. I will undo the evil that Philodius has done here. And if anyone from the, I've got to get this around the right way. These guys are the brown ones, and the other ones are the grey ones. Thank you. Yes. And if any of those who followed him, those in grey, choose to come and talk to you and be reasonable, then you will let them. Of course. I am sure that many didn't know the the stone truth. She kind of doesn't care about like what his explainers are. It's a, like, you will do this end of sentence energy off mm-hmm. of her right now. Um, do you want to make an intimidation roll? I can if you want me to. It feels more intimidation than persuasion. <laughs> 18 plus 1. It's pretty good. Nice intimidating I mean he's just seen the three of you unleash pretty powerful magic he knows I can enshrine myself in fog (laughs) for all he knows trying and 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 I mean at the moment you're feeling pretty pretty resistant to all damage Um, that's why I walked up to him I'm like I'm fine yes good Mm, thank you with his grip on the woods loosened and end at an end I am confident that the paths will open and you'll be able to leave. Juniper can escort you out if you would like. 
And you look over, you see Juniper, and she's like nodding. Like Potentia's not looking that way. She's looking across at Harold and saying, "Find Aldwin now." There's there's a brief look of confusion on Harold's face until he realizes that because in Aldwin his his Ethan. mind it's Ethan, it's Ethan, <laughs> like. Um, I will send I will send Orion to find him and then knowing where he is Harold will then fetch Aldwin uh, by, by fetch Aldwin do you mean Harold will go and get Aldwin yes. or do you have no, Orion no. drag him back no no Harold will personally go and go to him it's just Harold has no idea where he is so he's gonna use Orion okay. just to scout and then um, Orion can lead Harold to Aldwin okay Meredith, do you do anything while this is happening? Uh, yeah, I'm on the ground, like knees up to my chest, and I'm just going to cast um, ooh, third level cure wounds on me because I am quite injured. I, I whopped you twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get 22. Oh. Uh, 22. Nice. Yeah, yes. Okay. Ooh, that's much better. But yeah, but basically she's just kind of, you know how people when they, they injure themselves during sporting matches and stuff, they just like, they're moving very carefully. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's just kind of doing that and like testing, testing things and like making sure her head's okay. Mm-hmm. She's blinking a lot. <laughs> Morel kind of walks over to, to where you are. Um, like, in fact, everybody kind of starts to congregate around the body of Flodius. Potentially in a lovely way it doesn't she wants to go look at the tree to work out whether that magic okay. crap is still happening because that was yeah I think actually Juniper probably follows you potential but yeah Morel you know standing around while his path led him down dark and twisting roads at one stage he was a good man and his intentions were good in protecting the woods we must remember as well his actions were bad, and no amount of good intentions will undo the harm he has done. I swear this now in front of all of you. The bloodshed that Felodius caused is not my way. We will heal this woods. From Morel's followers, an upswelling of, oh, we did it. Like... They, they, like, they aren't even sure, like, they don't have that quite, like, it isn't real to them yet. Like, they're still processing. Mm. Uh, but as Harold runs off to go find Alpin Potentia, you're examining this tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with Juniper next to you. I essentially want to suss whether it's, whether the magic that was doing random stuff around me every time I cast is still there or whether it was linked to... Felodius and Tree Man. Give me an Arcana check. Fourteen. The magic that flowed around and through you, those unseen winds, are still causing the tree to sway. Uh, It looks like whatever the magic that is within this tree was unconnected or not impacted by Felodius' death. Uh, And Juniper kind of like looks up. It's kind of beautiful. Right? Like it's 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 all it's trees. It's it's so many trees. She's gonna look across at her and just say, "Don't stare too long into the void." And she's gonna walk back to the group with a view that, like, now she just wants 
to get out. She's like mentally flagging where this is, and as they leave, the woods is going to map notionally mm-hmm. how they get out. Harold, you manage to catch up to Aldwin, mm-hmm. having your hawk uh, like flap it, flap around him, and prevent him from running further. Mm. Uh, he looks panicked and confused, and is unsure of what's going on, where he is. Yeah, so probably just as I. Uh, uh, heading up, I'll, I'll just call out, uh, Aldwin, Aldwin. Uh, you remember me? It's it's Harold. Uh, uh, ha- Harold, y- yes, I, from from university, right? Yes, uh, yes. I, you know, you wouldn't believe it, but it's a complete coincidence that I'm here at all. But uh, maybe I, I feel like you've lost your way a little. No. Yeah, I. I don't really... Where am I? Do you remember joining the Green Fraternity, by any chance? Yeah, I I signed up to to help with the charity. And then I was being shown around the the parkland areas, and... What's going on, Harold? What, What was that back there? Well... Let's just say you found yourself on the wrong end of some kind of entrancing enchantment, and um, the, the the enchantment is over, and now you can... Well, it's up to you, Aldwin. If you like what's going on here, then uh, it seems like there, there's, there's a new regime that you might find a little more favourable than the last. I... I, I guess I have to to think about it I don't really know um, he's gonna like pull it pull the hood up over his head I I think I just want to go home sensible I mean we're making our way out you you're welcome to join us thanks uh brother morel puts his hand on your shoulder Meredith mm-hmm we will take good care of your friend he is uh safe in our care if you need to go somewhere else. Are you talking about Aldwin? This is, he's talking about the the guy you left, Brother Bert, uh, brother Oakleaf, Bert Holt. Oh, right, okay, yep. That would be really, really helpful. I think you guys are the ones who are most equipped to help. Yes, I, I guess so. We will look after him. Send me a raven. I, I want to keep up to date with how he's going. I'm at the um, at Griffin Hall. Of course. Of course, I can send you a raven. Thank you. Juniper, stop staring at the tree. Come over here and help these people home. Huh? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, sure, sure. And with Harold returned with Alduin, you make your way out of the woods. Awesome. Thank God. <laughs> that was fun, though. Well, just just as we get to the edge of the woods um, and we're about to leave, um, I think Harold will turn back to Juniper and say, you know, the woodpecker thing was, was pretty cool. Very good idea. I, oh. I appreciate that. Uh, it's good thinking. Thank you. You handed yourself pretty well back there, too. I, uh, in the fight, no, I didn't really do much at all. 
just kind of stuck around and um, yeah, just looked out around me. There wasn't really a lot that I did. You, you're the one doing those the big magic. Well, I mean, that thing was about to flatten Meredith. Uh, you know, it, uh, it's really the stars doing the work, honestly. But, um, but anyway, we, uh, we hang out at the Enigma Society, and it seems like you've solved this mystery. If you ever want to pop by, you should, uh, you should pop by. I think that would be fun. Yeah, it'd be nice to kind of see, see what things are like now. I mean, it's might be a bit strange going back to university after graduation, but really some nostalgia. Be good. I mean, we actually solved this huge mystery about, like, some of the founding members going missing and stuff. It was this whole ordeal, but... Um, I feel like that's, like, a story that happens yeah. like, as, <laughs> yeah. as you, like, walk out. Yeah. Um, Potentia's going to turn to Harold and Meredith as they get out of the forest and just sort of look around and just say... I think you two have somewhere else you need to be. How about I take Oldman back to campus, I suppose, and you can regale me another day about your evening. Oh, that's right. We've got another thing to do. Yes, a date with the Minotaur. Do you reckon it's time to swing by a bakery and get something to eat? I think we could, uh, yes, I think we could somehow fit it in. Oh, if I have to pretend to be your assistant, I'm going to need some blueberry danishes. You do that, and I'll try and avoid Raymond. <laughs> Good luck! And as Potentia walks away, Harold just turns to Meredith and goes, I cannot wait to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Danishes first. Yeah. 